relationship we are considering kids. What are your thoughts about gay people raising children? I think the devil's in the details, to tell you the truth. When If I was ever talking to any individuals about that, that's the question is, well, how would you raise them? I mean, you have problems, right? If you're both of the same sex, then you're going to have the problem of how to provide the proper model for, you know, let's say you have a boy and a girl. Um, we know this is indisputable, and this is something I've talked to Warren Farrell about. Kids in intact heterosexual families where the father is present do way better on multiple indices than kids who are, are part of single parent families. Now that doesn't mean that there are no single parents who do a good job, right? That's not the same bloody claim. Those are different claims. But on average, kid, not only do kids where fathers are present do better, but societies or even, even local societies where there are more fathers present do better not only for the kids that they're fathering but the kids in the neighborhood where there are lots of intact families with fathers do better and so i believe quite firmly that the nuclear family is the smallest viable human unit father mother child well god bless you welcome to prophetic whispers and we are going to be talking today about something that's very very powerful and near and dear to the Bible, it's near and dear to the hearts of uh, of uh, Christianity. Uh, it's the it's the nuclear family, and what has society tried to do to the nuclear family, and why was the nuclear family such a focal point of the assault? Okay, and I'm going to show you this theologically. I'll give you a biblical model. Um, because I think that's the most powerful proof, is to see the patterns, the motifs that are in the Bible that, um, that articulate the idea of what a nuclear family is and how that is the central theme throughout the Gospels, throughout the, the historical books, throughout the law, throughout it is the family. It is how we interact as a family. And so I want to, first of all, go through... Um, go through some uh, statistics with you and um, one of this is found here um, about uh, about what happens when the nuclear family is broken up in a divorce what happens to the children that, and that's that's really one of the greatest issues that we have is what happens to the children there there the effects of divorce when the family gets broken the nuclear family gets broken again this is where, again, the great Jordan Peterson, um, where he puts out uh, in this in the segue in, is that the most powerful unit is a husband and wife with children. That's the most powerful and most influential. God knew because it's God's design. It's God's plan. It's the way God intended it. We know that. <laughs> I dropped my mic. <laughs> Sorry about that. And because we know that, Let's start taking a good look at why the enemy has come against it through institution, through through the culture, um, through education, through through um, and again through promiscuous sexual promiscuity, through all these extra avenues. We see this uh, destruction of the nuclear family. Uh, Marxism, Marxism is hinged on the destruction of the nuclear family. That's that that is a core value is get rid of the patriarch, get rid of the father in the home that you see that running rampant in democratic cities where uh, you have um, where you have single parent uh, 
single parent situations. Why? Because they got to get rid of the father. The, the, the black, the black uh, dilemma is fatherless children. You know, the gangs are run by fatherless children on the majority because, because they're, they're easy to prey on. Okay, they're easy to prey on. Um, and so when I started looking up this, these statistics, listen to this, the statistics of fatherless children. Okay, The negative effects of children without a father can be seen in countless studies and reports. Okay, The statistics show the importance of a father figure in the majority of the children's lives. Number three, suicide. 63% of youth suicide. Okay, 63%. Runaways, 90%. Behavioral disorders, 85% of all children that exhibit behaviors of disorders come from fatherless situations. High school dropout, 71%. Juvenile detention, 70%. Substance abuse, 75%. And and the aggression, okay, their aggression issues, 75%. Rapists motivated by displaced anger. Okay, so again, you see the devastating results of the broken nuclear family where the father is removed and the mother is left to fend for both. Okay, and again, we're talking about the devastation of broken families. Okay, the devastation of broken families. And so when you start looking at that statistic, okay, if you are a Christian, okay, again, if you are a Christian, you know, it's imperative that you understand this, that when you are married, okay, that you work your issues out, that you stick to it. Because look at these statistics, okay, that are that are just right out there. Okay, 85% disorder, uh, behavior disorders, that's huge. Okay, substance abuse, aggression, okay, suicide, 63%. That's a number to pay attention, but we didn't get here by accident. We got here, we got here because of the destruction of the nuclear family, that the the media played it out. Our culture started pushing the destruction of the of the nuclear family, the husband and wife, and they brought in the homosexual lifestyle and the lesbian lifestyle. And that's why I opened up with the great Jordan Peterson when he says, now, ah, you got some issues in with, the, with the lesbians and the homosexuals raising children. Why? Because it's not normal. It's not the, the ideal nor the um, it's not it's not the plan of God. Okay. And again, I'll, I'll get back to that. Um, in a second, uh, later on down the podcast, on this issue of of raising children, and and even does the Bible does the Bible even um, condone the same sex marriage issues that we have? I know the president uh, Barack Obama. You know, uh, he said uh, you know earlier in his. Uh, as a senator, that uh, same-sex marriage was off the table, and you know it's marriages between man and woman. Then all of a sudden, he had a revelation or whatever, and he went in. and I there's another podcast I did on on the sake uh, the the sanctity of marriage. I did that um, podcast. You can go back there and find that. But let's look at how did we get here? Well, it started it started in the 1900s. Okay, the 1900s. There there became to. Uh, uh, to uh, this big push, this big push from from I, I believe it's the demonic world. Um, Alice Bailey writes a a manifesto. Alice Bailey, she is the founder. Listen, she's the founder of of the New Age movement. So that in 1906, at the same time that we had our great outpouring of the spirit here in Los Angeles with um, 
with with the uh, the outpouring and the renewal and the revival that hit our land called the Azusa Street Revival um, on the that was on the west coast on the east coast there was an outpouring of information a download if you will into Alice Bailey and she began to found the the founder of the um, New Age movement and this was her manifesto given to her by um, uh, Joan Kuhl, a Tibet, a Tibet spirit that would speak to her and dictate to her and give her telepathically this information. In other words, she was receiving revelation and insight from the demonic world on how to change a nation. Again, this is her mantra on how to change a nation. This was, this was her mandate. Okay, I'm going to give you a few of these. This is going to be a little bit longer of a podcast because of the amount of information I want to give you on the destruction of your family. You can see it playing out right now in, in our society. Okay? Watch what she says, okay? Take God out and prayer out of our education system. Now, this is 1900. It took 62 years from the point, time she announces or wrote this manifesto uh, to start seeing this. And she said it would take 80 years to begin to change a nation. 80 to 85 years. That was her projection, okay? To change a culture, to really get the, the wheels turning and... Um, and so this is what she said, take prayer out of schools, change the curriculum to ensure that children are fed from, freed from the bondage of Christian culture. Okay. In other words, get rid of Christianity. If you, you got to get rid of Christianity. Again, if you notice in the schools, what have we seen that Christ, Christian, uh, Christian books, literature, um, Bible classes, Bible study, prayer, all that was removed. Why they want to get Christian Christianity out of the church? Reduce parental authority over the children. Break the communication between parent and child. Why? Why do they want to do this? So that parents do not pass on their Christian traditions to their children. We see this happening. We see this happening all over the place where where the spirit of rebellion or the spirit of this age, according to, according to the great apostles, uh, Apostle uh, John, he writes about the spirit of this age. Okay, well, the spirit of this age says, "You're not my father. You can't tell me what to do. You, you know, uh, uh, there's no honor. We don't teach honor. We don't teach. You know, it's more manifest in this young generation that comes out with this. You know, parents have no authority. Teachers have no authority. Police officers have no authority. This, this is what it is. Promote excessive child rights. In other words." You know, we started having this in 1997, 1998, where people were divorcing, kid, children were divorcing their parents. Why? You know, this is it, to promote child rights. Ch children have rights over their parents. You know, you can't talk to me that way. You can't order me to make my bed. You can't put order in my life, okay? What have we seen in our schools and our public places? I remember, I remember, um, uh, because again, abolish corporate, corporal punishment in other words no spanking don't touch me don't do anything you know you can't do do it with words do it with words put them on time out but listen we played knockout when uh, when i grew up and you know what um you need corporal punishment corporate punishment you they need to know consequences this generation doesn't know any consequences they roll up like little balls when when you actually when you actually um put direct discipline on on this generation they can't handle it what because we as a society okay when children need to be spanked yes you need to spank your children you know there's a there's a bottom part there's a b-u-t-t -T part that's nice and ripe to enforce 
discipline. Not, I'm not talking about abuse. I'm talking about where the rod goes. Don't you spare the rod, you spoil the child. You know, that's what that's what Proverbs 23, 13, and 14 says. Do not withhold correction from a child, for if you beat him with the rod, he will not die. You shall beat him with the rod and deliver his soul from hell. So guess what? We have a bunch of kids that are being raised in this generation. They don't touch their kids. They don't touch, they let them do whatever they want. They, you know, they they don't, you know, because words, you can put words out there all you want, you know, but they don't obey them. They lose, they learn to re disrespect words, okay? This is what this uh, this manifesto is all about. Teachers and teachers are agencies of implementation. So they use the school system to to in reinforce you can't touch me you can't tell me what to do you you the bible has no rights you can't read you can't pray to dislodge all these things from them again number three this is the last point i'll read from this you can find this on alice bailey on how to change a nation um uh listen this is the this is her third point destroy the judeo-christian family structure or the traditional christian family um um way of life it is oppressive that our family is the core of the nation. It is oppressive. It's oppressive that the family is the core of the nation. If you break the family, you break the nation. Liberate the people from the confines of, of the structure. How do we do this? We make divorce easy. We make uh, uh, premarital sex. Um, you know, that that's not a problem. We break the biblical laws. We say fornication is normal. We say pre having children before marriage is that's okay. And that's, that's all right. Why? Because we want to break the nation from the oppression of what a nuclear family is, a husband and a wife, okay? A husband and a wife and children to procreate and to be multiplied and to pass on a uh, legacy of faith. Okay, again, this is the assault on the nation. Now, this is in 1906, 1907, when this was rolled out of her in her um, in her manifesto against the nation, and we see the destruction now: 63% suicide. Okay, 90% um, runaways, 85% uh, disorders. All come from what a broken home come from a fatherless child come from no leadership okay genesis chapter one now let's get into the models okay i'm going to give you the model okay there's a lot of there's a lot of christians that that believe a scripture but don't want to go into the de depths of study to find the biblical models i want the model everything in scripture all the doctrine comes from the model okay all the all the all the um what we would call the new testament doctrine comes from the Levitical law. It is pulled through. Okay, so if you don't understand the moral law of the Bible of the Old Testament, then you you will try to cut and paste your ideas into the Bible later. Okay, no, you don't do that. Everything. If you look at Paul's writings, if you look at if you look at Peter, James, John, all of them have the moral law. All throughout their writings, which is a testament to the totality of what the Bible is. It's the law of God. It's God's government over man. So Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27. Let us make man in our image according to the likeness. Let, let them have dominion over fish of the air, the birds of uh, the air, the birds of the air, the fish of the sea, birds of the air, and over the cattle, over the earth, over every creeping thing that creeps. So God created man in his image. Man in his image. In the image of God created 
uh, created him. Male and female created them. So in this idea, in this in this manifesto from God, he says, man is in my image. This is what drives this leftist, this Marxist, this uh, socialist idea um, crazy is the fact that when you believe that you are created from God and you're in God's image that means that means that you have the you have the likeness of God you have the attributes of God inside of you the freedom to choose the freedom to think the freedom to create the freedom to be free um, the ability to do what you need to do in this life guess what happens they hate you because they can't control you then God blessed them and God said to them be fruitful multiply this is one of the things about this is one of the things about uh, the problem that um, Jordan Peterson came out with when um, when he brought out uh, you know we are we are same-sex marriage lesbian or, or homosexual whatever man man woman to woman raising children he's ah the, the details are you know the devil's in the details here because number one you can't be fruitful and you can't multiply see this is one of the models this is one of the models that we have to get back into the church we have to get back into our children we have to get back as we are um into our language is be fruitful and multiply listen everybody wants to make money but you don't want to multiply why is it important to multiply because it carries on the legacies of faith it carries on the legacies of who god is bearers of the image of god that's the plan is to continue to multiply the image of God, okay? Watch this. He says, fill the earth and subdue it. Have dominion over fish in the sea, over the birds of the air, and over every living thing that moves on the earth. So here we see being fruitful and multiplied. See, neither of the same-sex issues, okay? Which, again, is not the nuclear family. The nuclear family is husband and wife. So God gives you the nuclear family here in Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27, okay? Why? What's the nuclear family supposed to do? Be fruitful and multiply. Be fruitful and multiply. They, the uh, the same-sex, LGBTQ, all the cultural, you know, uh, ideologies. These are ideologies. These are not truth, nor are they facts. Okay? These are ideologies. These are, these are what uh, the Marxists say, reimagined relationships. Okay? These are reimagined things. They're not, it's not reality. It's not reality. It doesn't, it, because it doesn't, it can't be fruitful and it will never multiply. It cannot produce after its kind. Okay? They have to rent. They have to recruit. They have to, the children. Okay? That's really important to understand about models. Because a model, a model, a model means that, that, that it'll produce after the same model. We're supposed to be modeling this. Genesis chapter 2, 18 through 24. Okay, now we have the manifestation of Gen Genesis chapter 1, 26, 27. Now God actually makes this. Now watch this. Okay, and the Lord God said, it's not good for man to be alone. I will make him a helper comparable to him. Out of the ground, of, out of the, ground the Lord formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see that what he would call them and whatever Adam called them, the living creatures, the uh that was its name. So Adam gave names to cattle, to the to the birds of the air, and to every beast of the field. But Adam, there was not found a helper comparable to him. Okay, and the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall on him, and he slept. And he took a, he took 
um, one of his ribs and closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib which the Lord God had taken from man, he made woman and he brought her to the man. And the man and the man said, this is now bone of my bone, flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife, and they shall be called one flesh. This is important for you you to understand. This feminist movement, okay, and you can it's even crept into the church. How do you know that? Well, we finally got a woman on on the organizational chart. We finally got a woman. We finally got a woman. Whenever you start hearing that, that's this Marxist garbage. That's this equality stuff. Okay? Adjustments need to be made absolutely. Okay? to to every organization as a as a management person my best management people were were females they were so detailed they had their stuff together um you know they you know they had qualities that men didn't have and they're highly beneficial to to operations okay and should they get promoted to that absolutely if they're the best person there absolutely but this feminist movement that we even have in our churches where a woman a woman makes no 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 Cut it out. You know, it's all part of it's all part of this idea of inequality that women aren't. Listen, men and women, she's a helpmate. We are in this together. Listen, we are equal in God. We are equality. There is equality, but we have different functions. And what they like to say is that women are downtrodden and women women are less than. And they, they try to sell all this garbage out. Okay? This feminist movement. Okay, this, again, it's even pre prevalent in the church. We finally have a woman, or we have a woman of color. You know, we, we, have, a, we have a Hispanic on, a, on, on the uh, board of directors in, you know, certain church organizations, that church organization, and they always have to say a woman and their color. Why? Because they're buying into this, this narrative, okay? It's a narrative. It's an ideology, okay? Canberg, uh, Law, Canberg uh, Law Group, on divorce, okay. Now again, this is where we I got this other information on the suicide and I mean on the father's generation. Cantonbury Law Group on divorce. Why is divorce devastating? Because it 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 pushes out broken children. It pushes out all these things. Okay, this is what's this is what's important. Australia's two hundred percent divorce rate. Turkey has a four hundred percent. China, the record figures on the number of cases being filed. Okay. The United States is not far behind, okay? In the 80s, okay? The idea of half marriages, uh, um, half of marriages end in divorce was vaunted in 1980s, but research shows a decline in the rate of divorce in ensuing decades, not including those who get legally separated. The, the statistical breakdown is thus far. First marriages, 42 to 45% will terminate with the divorce as a result. Second marriages, 60%. Third marriages, 73%. What is going on here? Okay. Again, what is going on here? Well, it's the destruction of the nuclear family. Okay. It's the destruction of the nuclear family. It's actually Christians that are unindoctrinated. They don't have good Christian doctrine. What does that mean? You have to have doctrine of forgiveness. You have to have doc you have to have doctrine of relationship. You have to have respect for your vows. You have to have these things in place. You know, so I mean, and, and so when these things do happen, 
And, and again, it, it, Jesus Jesus gives you, read Matthew chapter 19, okay, read that chapter. Jesus gives you the parameter for, for, for divorce, okay, when they try to trap him. Okay, we're going to get into that a little bit later, but let's let's keep going. Okay, okay, uh, because what I, what I'm really alluding to is the fact that the culture says there is no God. Therefore, he didn't institute marriage. We do. Then we're saying this is what marriage is. It's man and man. It's 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 all this crazy stuff. It's there's no nuclear family. There's no there's. That you could do whatever you want. You can marry whoever you want. You know, I got again. And if you don't believe that, then you're a bigot. You're a homophobe. You're uh, they start calling you all the isms in the world. Okay, Psalms 40, 14, one says the fool says in the heart there is no God. They are corrupt. They have done abominational works. There is none who does good. So again, whenever you come against God's model, God's establishment, you are really saying there is no God. When you go against creation, when you go against, when you go against these models of God, I mean, Charles, um, uh, Andy Stanley came out and says, if you believe creation the way the Bible says it, you're a fool. Well, again, these are theologians. These are Bible teachers that minister thousands of people every single Sunday. Okay? You know, when you have T.D. Jakes that comes out and says, can the LGBTQ community and the church survive? Oh, absolutely. The church has to update its theological understanding about people. You know, garbage. 14.1. The fool says in the heart there is no God. When you fight the establishment of God, you are saying there is no God. Okay, there is no God. Okay, Genesis chapter 12, 1 and 2. Now watch this. Here's the models. And the Lord tells Abraham, get you, get out of your country, from your family, and from your father's house, to a land that I will show you, and I will make you a great nation, I will bless you, I will make your name great, and you shall be a blessing, and I will bless those that bless you, curse those that curse you, and you, and all the families, you and all the families, you must procreate in order to be a family. This is the power of a husband and a wife to procreate. I heard something very interesting, especially on the abortion thing, because it runs rampant. Plant Parenthood, you know, like Ilan Omar, you know, um, the question was, why does she support, why does she support uh, Plant Parenthood? Why does the left, you know, in all the Islamic uh, that are on the left side of the Democratic Party, why do they support Plant Parenthood? They would never, they would never abort a Muslim. They would never, they're against abortion because it, it aborts a Muslim. Think about that. They, they, they will not destroy their nuclear family. But they want you to destroy yours so they can overtake the society. We have to wake up. Church, well, we only want two kids because we can't afford it. We can't afford. Money is never an issue. If you multiply, so do the blessings. Okay, I like the old, I like the old idea. Hey, the baby's coming. Add more water to the soup. Let's go. God will supply all our needs. Okay, listen. So we understand that that God tells Abraham, the father of faith, get you and your family. Why do you say you and your family? Why didn't you say go by yourself? Because you have to move with your family. The nuclear family, the family is a plan of God. And your father's house. This is very important. This is important to understand. Get you and your family. That's part of the model. That's the model. Deuteronomy 6. Here comes Moses. Moses comes with the law. Okay. 
Paul says this, Deuteronomy 6, 1 through 5. Here's Here now comes a functioning family. Now this is the commandment that these are the statutes, the judgments which the Lord your God has commanded to teach you, that you may observe them in the land that you are crossing over to possess. You're crossing over to possess. That you may fear the Lord your God to keep his statutes and his commandments, which I commanded you, you and your sons and your grandsons all the days of your life, and that your days may be prolonged. Therefore, hear, O Israel, and be careful to observe it, that he may be well with you, and that you may multiply, you may multiply greatly as the Lord God your fathers has promised you in the land of milk and honey. Again, this is important. Fathers, teach your sons. Pass this on from generation to generation. Multiply, multiplication is the key. You get that from the nuclear family. You get that from the father and the mother and passing that on from generation to generation. Okay, again, the reason the reason the left or the Marxist or the socialists hate the nuclear family is because they don't want you dependent on your work as a family, your leadership, your, your fatherhood. They don't want you to have a patriarch system in your house like the Bible teaches. Why? Because they want you to depend on them, an ideology. Reimagine your family. Reimagine, reimagine. Just think how it would be. No, no, we're not going to do that. We're going to stick to the biblical models. We're Christians. And guess what happens? God's going to bless us. God's going to multiply us. God's going to do this because we are committed to his model. Joshua 24, uh, 15 says this, and if and if it seems to you to serve the Lord, choose for yourself this day whom you shall serve, whether the gods of which your fathers served and were on the other side of the river or the gods of the Amorites. In those lands you will dwell. But as for me and my what house, he's saying my family. I'm speaking for my family. Why? Because it's the nuclear family. It's the husband, the wife, the children, the generations that produce. Never in my wildest dreams did I think that that I would have eight grandchildren and and um, and my family would expand. That just one out of one comes sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Just one. First Kings, okay. First Kings, you have this um, you have this idea because what I want you to see is this model. This model. Now don't forget. Property is very important to pass on to generation to generation, okay? Inheritance, okay? That which belongs to you, you pass it on to your children, okay? You pass it on to your children. The Marxist leftists, they hate that, okay? They want your children, your family broken, so there's nothing to pass it on to, so that, uh, you know, they can actually take it. You have this picture in, in 1 Kings 21 one through ten, where you have Jezebel, where Jezebel comes and she she creates a lie. She steals the land from Naboth. Okay, uh, her husband Ahab, the king. You know, he asked for the land. The guy wouldn't sell it. Um, he says, "No, it's my inheritance." You know. This is belongs to me. I'm going to pass it to on to my children. So he got upset, and um, and guess what he did? He went and told Jezebel. And what did Jezebel do? said? She put this plan together. I'm just giving you the abridged edition, but it's First uh, Kings 21, 1 through 10. Watch what, watch, watch, watch what this evil woman did. She says, "I'll get man. You're the king. Are you kidding me? You take whatever you want to take. You know, it's yours." So what did she do? She did a Nancy Pelosi. 
She says, we're going to put a lie. We're going to say that he blasphemed God. We're going to tell everybody that he blasphemed God. Then they're going to stone him. And then I'm going to give you the land. That's a wrap-up smear. That's a wrap-up smear. You see the spirit of Jezebel all over the left. Where, again, they will not acknowledge truth. They will, they will, they will trample in lies completely. They will deny the truth right in your face. This is, this is absolutely uh, incredible. But guess what she did? She stole the land from Naboth. She took, just took it from her. Because that's what socialism and Marxism does. It takes your property from you. It takes it from you. And it gives it to the community or gives it to the leaders. They just take it from you so that your children have no, your children have no inheritance. Okay, again, they hate the heritage of the Lord. They hate it that we are successful. They hate it because they can't take it from you because you're going to pass it on to your children and your children's children. They hate this. Understand what's going on here in our culture, in our in our country right now. Okay, now watch this. Matthew 19, 3 and 4. I told you we we're going to get here. Okay, here's the model. Okay, again, what what is... What is uh, Jezebel's and what does the spirit of Jezebel love to do? They want to take away from you. They, they, they'll kill you. They'll lie about you. They'll say, oh, you're homophobe, you're xenophobe, you're, 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 you're all these phobias. And they'll stone you publicly if you come out and say, no, no, as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. Okay? My family. Me and my family. That's nuclear family. That is the strength and the backbone. Do you realize that the Bible was written for the nuclear family? Do you realize that the Bible was written for the nuclear family? I'll say it again. Do you realize the Bible is written for the nuclear family? Because that's God's model. That's God's motive. That's God's pattern. That was God's plan. Watch how Jesus puts this. The Pharisees tried to trap him with divorce. Watch this. The Pharisees also came to him, testing him and saying, is it, is it lawful for a man to divorce his wife for just any reason? And he answered and said to them, have you not read that, that he who made them from the beginning made male and female? This is a powerful theological endorsement of the fact of the nuclear family. Male and female. He made them male and female. Period. He didn't say he made all these other trans and all these bio and all the, oh, the church is so, no, 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 no. Jesus nailed him. And he said, for this reason, a man shall leave his father and his mother and be joined to his wife. What? That's the nuclear family. That's the nuclear family. And the two shall be one. Genesis chapter one language. It's all right there. So then they are no longer two, but one flesh. Therefore, therefore, what God has joined together, let no man put asunder. So when you have same sex, you can see the thing is male and female, they're joined together and they make one flesh. When you're one flesh already, you can't be joined together. I know this is kind of tough for some of you because, you know, some get out there and, and they want to agree with the culture. But it's love. But, it, but you know, they love this and they love. Th no, no. You can't you can't deny them. They're going to die lonely. The Bible has some things to say that Paul Paul writes about that. Okay, we're talking about models here. We're looking at the biblical model. Give me your model for give me your model for divorce in the Bible. Give me your model. Give me your model for lesbianism and homosexuality. Give give your model. Find your theological model in there. Besides trying to make the Bible says something it doesn't say. First Corinthians chapter nine verse five. 
Do we not, watch this, do we, do we have no right to take along a believing wife as do also the other apostles and brothers in the Lord? In other words, your wife, your family, your nuclear family, you travel with your family. You travel with your wife. Uh, Ephesians chapter 6. Here's, now, let's start looking at, again, the model of the nuclear family throughout the Bible. Okay, the, the epistles. Okay, Ephesians 6, 1 through 3. Children, obey your parents in the Lord. Boom, there's your, there, there's your model in action. For this is right. Honor your father and your mother, which is the commandment with the promise, that it may be well with you, that you may live long on this earth, and you, your fathers, do not promote, provoke your children to wrath, but bring them up in the training and the admonition of the Lord. So here you have the theological, biblical structure once again. The nuclear family in action in the Bible. Ephesians 5, 31 says, Wives, submit to your own husbands as to the Lord, for the, for the husband is the head of the wife, as also Christ is the head of the church, and he is the Savior of the body. Therefore, I know this drives all the feminists crazy, okay? Especially the ones in the church that, you know, that, that, that uh, hide, under, hide under the women's right and burning the bras and, and, and the Bible at the same time. Therefore, just as the Church is subject to Christ, so let the wives be subject to their own husbands. Husbands, love your wives, just as Christ loves the church and gave us. So here you have, once again, the nuclear family. You have the husband and the wife. Bible never doesn't speak to There's no doctrine for 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 the uh for the uh gay and lesbian situation and you know because God instituted the nuclear family and what it is. Okay, first Timothy chapter three, one through four. Watch this. Here's again, here's the function of the nuclear family. This is a faithful saying. If a man desires the office of a bishop, he desires a good work. A bishop must be, listen, must be uh, blameless, the husband of one wife. There's, there it is. Temperate, sober-minded, a good behavior, hospitable, able to teach, not given to wine, not violent, not greedy for money, but gentle, not quarrelsome, not covetous. Again, no one rules his, one who rules his house well, having children in submission with all reverence. There's the family again. Okay, there's the family again. These are biblical models. The Bible was written for the nuclear family. This is why the left and society and the culture, you know, even if you look at the media, um, if you look at television shows that have all these, you know, have all these uh, um, mixed messages of the destruction of a nuclear family. The Brady Bunch was the beginning of softening the blows. Okay, then you had Three's Company. You know, those, I look those up, I know. Those are 70 shows, but they began to show us the breaking of the nuclear family in the media. They began to push that divorce was normal, that homosexuality must be questioned. Disney was off the chains with this. I don't even want to get into that. Colossians 3, uh, uh, 22. Wives, submit to your own husbands as fitting to the Lord. Husbands, love your wives. Same bit, again, children, obey your parents in all things. What? It's the function, it's the hierarchy, it's the patriarchy of the family. It's the father, the husband, the wife, the nuclear family. And then, listen, and then he says, he says, uh, bond servants, okay? It even gets into bond servants. Why? Because these are part of relational structures, okay? Authority, okay? 1 Corinthians chapter 11, 8 through 12, for man is not from, for man is not from woman, but woman from man. Again, this is a theological structure, a pattern. 
it tells the opening of the rib. This is what he's talking about. Man was not taken from woman, but woman from man. So again, there's this submission. There's this, this again, not in equality as a person. That's why it says flesh of my flesh, bone of my bone. Equality. But then we have different functions. Okay? Read this on your own. Okay? Now, how do, how do we talk now, as I close, the spirit of this age? What does it try to do? Destroy the nuclear family. Okay? Paul writes about this. First Timothy chapter, I'll, I'll talk about um, First Timothy 4, 1 tomorrow. Okay? But Second Timothy chapter 3, 1 through 8 says this. Okay? This is the destruction. This is what Paul was writing about. Okay? This is what Paul was writing about, the destruction of the nuclear family. Okay? Right here. This is the nuts and bolts of where we're at as a culture. But know this, that in the last days, perilous times, for men will be lovers of themselves. Hmm. Lovers of money, boasters, proud, blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, unloving, unforgiving, slanders without self-control, brutal, despairs of good, traitors, headstrong, haughty, lovers of pleasure rather than lovers of God. I can do whatever I want. Again, I don't have time to exegete all this for you. Okay? You read this. This is very important for you to understand. The spirit of this age, having a form of God. They go to church, they have a, but they have all this other disrespectful, you know, um, no self-control. You know, they, they say they're lovers of God, but watch what he says. Having a form of godliness, but denying its power. They carry their Bible, they go to church, they preach their awesome sermons. But if you look at their lives, this is where they're at. And from such, God turns away. For... For of this sort, those who creep into households and make captives of global women load themselves with sin, led away by various lusts, always learning, never able to come to the knowledge of the truth. Now, as Jane and Jambres resisted Moses, so do these also resist truth. Men of corrupt minds disapproved concerning the faith. Men of corrupt minds are disapproved concerning the faith. What, what am I saying? We're living in a generation now where we even have Christians that are against the nuclear family. Against the things that are concerning the faith. What did Jonas and Jambres resist Moses over? That's something you need to look into. They resisted them over the Ten Commandments and God being rule over them and following the instruction of a leader. What is the cry of children today? Lead us. It's time to put our nuclear families together. It's time to be like Joshua and say, as for me in my house, we will serve the Lord. Keep the nuclear family at the focal point of all you do as a father. Pastors, I encourage you. Ask how families are doing. Make sure marriages are strong. Make sure that the nuclear family that God intended, husband and wife, are multiplying and being blessed because this is the future and the future is now. God bless you. We'll talk to you soon on Prophetic Whispers. Amen. Bye-bye.